Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. So, as we said, OTAs are in full action. That means Mac Jones was in full action. And I want, I I know, Fitzy, I'm sure you digested much of the coverage out of Foxborough. Mm -hmm. Couldn't get enough of it. How would you, um, what was the general reaction to Mac Jones's first practice from the beat, from all the people blogging and, and doing their various reports? Uh, the initial reaction was imminently positive, obviously, because Mac Jones looks like he's taken on more of a leadership role. Mac Jones, as Kendrick Bourne said, has gotten into terrific shape, lost the belly, trimmed down a bit. Uh, Mac Jones, as was confirmed yesterday, also spent part of the offseason working with Tom House, the famous quarterback guru, the throwing expert whose mustard app is helping evolve the game of many a high schooler and college athlete as well. So Mac Jones did, if you could create a, even Shime would have to agree type of, create a Mac Jones offseason checklist for things you think he will need to do to be a better quarterback overall, to lead the Patriots better, and to help try and compete in the ever-improving AFC East and AFC overall, which has been turbocharged, gone nuclear, atomic, however you choose to describe it. You would hope that he would get in better shape, ditch the college frat boy body, and start getting into a grown-ass man's athletic body. Check. You would hope that he would consult with somebody who can improve his throwing mechanics, lead him to drive the ball further downfield, and be able to throw the ball further because if he had a little more spice on the ball, he may have been able to complete more downfield throws last year all the way up and until that amazing play was made by Micah Hyde in the wild card game up in Buffalo. And you would want to see, third, you would want to hear from him the first time you get real connection to the team, Andy. You would want to hear him sound like a leader. You would want to hear him sound like he knows this is his team. I would dare say the reaction yesterday from both media in coverage like yourself and beyond and all of the Foxborough fanboys, the Patriot honks and the route one warriors would all agree that it sounds like this is Mac Jones's team. And based off the argument also from the coordinators and what in the first segment of the show, many of uh, some of us are still recovering from that or experiencing uh, 
PTSD, uh, podcast trauma, stress disorder. Uh, I would dare say it's a very good thing that Mac Jones is being entrusted with more of the offense. Because if anyone has an idea what this passing game is supposed to look like, or if there's anyone you would trust to run the passing game, it might be a kid who's whip smart, who did it last year, and is going to be the one communicating with all these guys and in integrating all the receivers, tight ends, backs, and more. So I think it was an incredibly good first day for whatever a May 23rd, May 24th check-in could be with Mac Jones at OTAs. Yeah, I think some people saw what they wanted to see. Uh, quite honestly, I, I would have predicted, I said it to Mutt um, late January, early February. First time they have a practice, everybody's going to be raving about Mac Jones, how he's throwing, what his body looks like. It was so predictable because people want to be positive. Well, people not named Shime want to be positive. They want to see. I always use the example every August, Patriots Hall of Famer, the newly minted Hall of Famer. People wrote stories about, wow, Vince Wilfork looks like he really got in shape. He's really redistributed his body weight. And I'm like, is everybody looking at the same guy I'm looking at? His gut is enormous. Like I wasn't hating. I was just like, that's who he is. He's Wait, are we talking guy. about Mac Jones, the famous picture, Sean, on the cigar in the locker room, Mac Jones, like the same Mac Jones who uh, was heard time and again when Shime was helping produce the midday show with the Zach Gelb quote about Eating like, cookies. so you just uh, take the 10 chocolate chip cookies and put them in the fridge, then eat them every night. Yeah. Like he sounded like such a him bro. And he was like, yeah, that was the nickname for him, right? The cookie monster. Well, but my point is, A, I haven't seen him with his shirt off. Does he look a little slimmer? Sure. That's great. He should be. He's been an NFL player for a full year now. Does he look like he got NFL quarterback thick where he needs to maybe like, like in the legs so he can drive the ball? Did he broaden his shoulders a bit? Because he was a little, he's a little slight for a quarterback, we'll say. If you want to compare him to Zach Wilson and the physical transformation that underwent this offseason, Zach Wilson blows him out of the water. But that doesn't mean Which he isn't can't always be good. a good thing either, though. No, to be fair. I don't care. Yeah, Brady yeah. Quinn was jacked, and he was not a good quarterback. No, like, agreed. He could bend ben too. Roethlisberger was fat for twenty years, right. and he was he won two Super Bowls. A waterlogged right. corpse, and yet somehow the guy was good for at least a divisional round appearance. I have yet, no idea how. Mike Tomlin never had a losing record, thanks to Ben Roethlisberger in part. Like there's there's a reality that we look for what we want to see, but more importantly, I did see a leader. You said this is Max team. Like that's obvious. It's Max team. It's Max offense. We know that bill loves him. We know they all love him. The whole thing where I disagree with you and you tiptoed into it. Mac articulated it post-practice Joe judge. He's got a lot of experience in football. We're going to teach each other. That'll be the plan. Excuse me. Why is my year two quarterback teaching the coaches? I hate it. I couldn't hate it more. I don't think it could be any more unfair to Mac Jones. The most important offseason of his career not in my opinion in bill belichick's opinion because that's what he says most growth you see is generally from year one to year two and robert Kraft emphasized at the owners meeting how important this year is for mac jones and we're forcing him to spend some amount of time energy effort in teaching joe judge his coach no no not how it's supposed to work the pupil is the pupil the teacher is the teacher why are we reversing roles why because the system is not great right now. The structure is not great. So I like what I saw from him throwing the football. He was frustrated with himself. I still think the most important aspect of, of Mac Jones's game is his head, his decision-making. I don't give a rat's ass about throws down the field 30 and 40 yards. I care how quickly the throws from about 7 to 17 yards get there. Are they accurate, timely? Do they have zip? Because if they don't, 
He will never be great. That is where he has to be great. He's not going to be great chucking it down the field, and he's not going to be great dumping it off to the running backs. Great is going to be the intermediate throws if he has great in him. And there were times yesterday he wasn't great. He was pissed at himself. Kendrick Bourne, wide open. He didn't see him till late. He threw it. He still completed it, mind you, but it was in traffic now instead of wide open, and he was doing the punching himself in the thigh. Yeah, the slap himself on the thigh thing, yeah. So I don't mind that so much, by the way. I don't mind it at all. I think he's a great competitor. He's a, right. a phenomenal competitor. I need I my, I've always, it, like, a quarterback in the NFL falls into my uh, psychopath sort of like a hole yes. law. Like, I need my lawyers, my pilots, my surgeons, my quarterbacks, yeah. my starting pitchers, my closers. Assassins. I need them to be, I need them to be assholes, really. Like, I want them to just be like, so, what's wrong with a Work little out the yeses and call them a holes? I'm fine, but a hole doesn't have the same effect. Okay, a hole yeah, can be just ran to their mommy. Fitzy oh. said a word I've never heard. Uh, if they know who Fitzy is, it's probably not the worst thing that they've ever heard before. So, Uncle Fitzy want... will teach you the wrong words, but I need I need that out of him too, Andy. I hear what you're saying, but the whole idea, like you ha- eventually, sometimes you're gonna need to. You mentioned you putting a little zip on the ball, a little miracle whip on the ball. Yeah, you need it from the five to fifteen yard passes. Like you have to. Get the ball outside quicker so that you don't get that interception in Indianapolis in December when you telegraph the ball and that's it's kind of lobbed. To me, in. that's the throw that will change his career one it, way. Of the course, other. it will. But like a lot of that also comes with yes, the mechanics and repeating the throw over and over and being able to look people off and throwing off safeties and not telegraphing yeah. your throws. But sometimes also too, you need to put a little muscle on your frame and you need to work on those mechanics. Which is why I think just overall, I was happy with everything that I heard from and saw from Mac back to what you said about him. Have like, we'll teach each other. Yay. Obviously that's, that is very concerning. I said you from minute one and teach him at all. Like you go to I the said doctor from, like, Hey, I read some stuff online. I wanted to show you some things before we get like started. It, like when it, MD told me I had an alien inhabiting my body. Right. Yeah. But like when the doctor says to you like, well, this is new. Let's learn about it together. That's when you're like, and I'm going to be finding a new doctor. Take exactly. care now. No, I, I get that. I get it. Opinions. On any of the number of shows you and I have guest hosted, co-hosted, appeared on, et cetera, and wherever really? people will hear our Patriots takes, I have said priority number one all offseason long needs to be the development, furtherment, and betterment of Mac Jones as he heads into year two. And obviously, he has done his part to get better, to try to improve. He's improving the body. He got a little more muscular. He worked with the throwing coach. He knows the playbook. Like he's done his job. We're all just a little concerned, kind of like Dan Orlovsky has been saying, like, the Patriots offense scares me. This is a big – this is not only is it like his, his – uh, did Orlovsky say on ESPN on Get Up that it's his biggest concern for the Patriots. He calls it, like, the most alarming issue in the NFL offseason yeah. 2022. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah, he's been beating that drum, and and obviously, he's an NFL quarterback who had, I guess, borderline talents, right? Like, he was a backup quarterback. He wasn't – and he's saying, like, the development is critical. Like, the the way he is handled is critical, and he's been beating that drum for a month and a half or two months now, and for him to be as concerned, you know, that's – that's alarming, I would say. Like to use, uh, isn't that Greg Bedard's word that he heard through the grapevine? Their players are alarmed with the coaching. From countless sources. Yes, I would just count them. I mean, really, they're countless. You like ten thousand, eleven thousand. How many? Right. Like, Can you not count eight, to ten? Yeah, is, is two or three? By 10? the way, 
can we qual can we qualify exactly what makes up countless? So in is my opinion, that means you can't count on your fingers. So it has to be more than ten. I would like just one name, but it has to be more than ten. I mean, I I got like uh, and I, that was a pretty good one. So that's all I needed. Yeah, I to me countless imply like in modern technology, you have a phone that has every hey you can see my kids has every text and call logged into it, right? So countless mm -hmm. would be no no no. I can look and count. One, two, three. Oh, yeah, six people texted me about that issue, and four people called me. That's ten people that I heard from, from that When issue. it's literally too many to count, that is countless. And I can't imagine that he has heard from so many people that he can't keep track of them, especially when that is your job. And, Andy, over the weekend when we were doing the radio on WEI, we heard from a lot of people giving brushback to the idea that he, instead of reporting, was kind of opinionating on the subject as well. Yeah. Players may very well have been complaining to anyone and many people within earshot about the lack of coordination and or direction so far with the offense and the offseason program. Uh, I know you've said maybe that's partially by Belichick to muddy the waters and throw people off the general scent of the team. I think it's because this is such a massive overhaul that the work in progress nature of it at times is going to have things stripped down to the studs so badly. People are going to be like, eh, shouldn't we be working on plays? We're going to be calling against Miami in September right now. Not kind of like, what is a forward pass? And, and one last thing on this topic. Um, I did think Mac Jones was um, proactive or aggressive in some of his answers and descriptions of what's going on. Like, the best part is we're all on the same page and there's no confusion and this couldn't be going any better and we no different voices like hmm, that feels like you were given a talking point or a certain level of uh, message to impart upon the media. So to me, the first day is a little too early to make those um, declarations that, oh, we're all on the same page. It's great. Now, I will say, will say just watching listening to Kendrick Bourne, watching the practice. Mm. I didn't see any like, what the bleep is going on out there moments where like, oh, we only had eight players break the huddle or we didn't have, a, you know, things we saw in the defense, for example, last year, early in the year. I didn't see any um, simple chaos out there. They had some, they had a couple back-to-back -back false starts and then Belichick's just, just go, guys, just go. And here's a little side note that bothered me, probably no one else. Everybody ran the lap from what I saw, mm -hmm. except for Matt Patricia. Didn't care for that. You're a member of the offensive grouping. All the uh, Dante Scarnecchia, who was a machine like freaking Rocky Four, uh, ran it every time. But that kind of bothered me a little. But other than that, I didn't see any uh, signs of alarming coaching or chaos or dysfunction. But I also thought it was a little too soon for Mac Jones to say, nothing to see here. Move along. We're all on the same page. Well, so long, I like the way you said, what did you say? Simple chaos. There was no simple chaos. No right. massive mistakes as before. Obviously, there's time to clean it up. But we were all a bit alarmed by the mistakes made, especially special teams-wise, false starts, and uncharacteristic, very anti-Belichickian mistakes across the board on the team last year. Okay, so Mac Jones doesn't come out and look like Warren Moon yesterday. Fine. That's okay. He doesn't have – I don't need him to throw like Jeff George at this point. Uh, I do like hearing that he's taken on more of the leadership role. I think it is definitely, um, you know, uh, to be sort of like Twitter trend trendy. It's like Mac Jones season right now. Like that's what people are going to be looking forward to. They know they're going to have to rely on him more. Hell, that may even be what led Peter Schrager on NFL Network last oh, week God. to say, 
his dark horse candidate for MVP was Mac Jones. It was laughable, but at the same, I know, I got it, I know, but it was dark horse. The most valuable chum in the water. No, most valuable player. Like in the in entire the NFL. Most about, yes, yes. Peter Schrager so went on the record saying. My retort, saying, by the way, was uh, I didn't realize non-playoff quarterbacks got votes. Which so was inter- which like, was interesting because, once again, Pats high. fans love them some shine on that. But shine, I wanted to wrap up this. Uh, having just been, uh, you know, irradiated by all of the uh, pa- Patriots love that you shared in the first segment in today's Tons. fabulous yep. podcast. Uh, with what you've seen so far, knowing how you felt about Mac Jones when he got drafted, knowing how you felt about Mac Jones and that it was an overrated, in your estimation, rookie campaign, probably given more credit because of who he played for, not because of the way that he played. Do you think that now you've seen like the Tom House thing, he's bulking up, he's taking on the leadership role. Do you think in any way, shape or form, Mac Jones can actually outperform his rookie season and post more impressive numbers to a point where even yay, you, a Mac Jones detractor can get on board? I don't think so, and, and it's more so just because it's like I, – I don't get me wrong. I think this kid is as competitive as competitive comes, but sometimes it just it just doesn't get you over the hump, right? You can be the uber-competitive person and just not be able to overcome other obstacles. Like sometimes that just happens, and in my opinion, the talent there won't overcome the other obstacles around him, and unfortunately, he is just outclassed by the re- – like – the majority of the conference when it comes to quarterbacking. And I, I it, it's I, like, I, I'm sorry. He's not a bad quarterback. It's That's the other thing. It's like, I know I rail on this kid. I know I'm super negative. He's not a bad quarterback. He's better than I could have ever been in my lifetime, no matter how many times I lived my life. <laughs> but it's I, it, when you look at the rest of the AFC, he just doesn't stack up. And I just, I just don't think there's enough talent there to make him stack up. As the great philosopher Eric Cartman once said, "Absolutely, sometimes your best isn't good enough." That's how I think of Mac Jones. I'm not the hater that you are. Yeah, but sometimes your best literally isn't good enough. You can be as good as your body, your talents, your preparation, your competitive nature can be, and you come up short because guess what? Other people are better. better. This isn't little league where we all get a trophy. And everybody gets to play three innings. This is the NFL. This is uh, the NFL. It's mm-hmm. the best of the best. It's the also, National Football League. And if I were going to quote Cartman about 15 minutes ago, I was thinking, screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> You're already home. And no one needs to. Oh, God. No one is ever able to, like, just absolutely <laughs> ruin the disguise or, like, the premise of a joke more like, again, I have said on this program previously that you are the best improv partner in the world. All right, Andy, here you go. Make sure you catch this red ball. It's not a red ball. That's a blue square and scene. <laughs> I'm just... It's true. It's true. I make life great here on the Six Rings pod because that's how you want it. You want Fitzy fighting with Andy because... Where else do you get this? Quite honestly, where else uh, do you get this? Honestly, W E I on Saturdays, uh, but, but where else? Occasionally, are whenever someone it's are there other <laughs> Memorial Day actually? Yeah, Memorial <laughs> uh, Memorial Day from ten to two, which is great. No, I mean, other than us, we give oh, oh, Patriots oh, yeah, fans yeah, yeah. a right. certain odd couple dynamic mm-hmm. inside of Patriot Nation, mm-hmm. and I firmly believe there are Fitzies and there are Andys and Shimes. All over the world, sitting mm-hmm. at bars, drinking their Miller Lite and then their fancy triple dipped IPA. Triple dip. It's not an effing cone at Dairy Queen. <laughs> but they're having the same kinds of arguments 
that we have here on the Six Rings podcast. I firmly believe that. Oh, like, 100%. This isn't 100%. BS. We have a unique set of three minds and viewpoints. We have a certain energy. set of skills, skills that make us a nightmare for listeners like you. Yes. Sometimes. Bingo. Sometimes. Thank but you, Liam if, Neeson. If you appreciate it, if you hate it, I don't care. Just keep listening to the Six Rings podcast. Subscribe, whether it's Spotify, Odyssey, iTunes, wherever the hell you get your podcast. Leave a review. You hate Andy, great. Tell the world Shime and Fitzy are awesome. If you hate Fitzy, tell the world Shime and Andy are awesome. They probably Just, hate me. And yeah. Andy will be the first to retweet that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and if you want to interact with us, at Six Rings Pod on Twitter, at six, uh, six Rings Pod at gmail.com to email. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus